What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to Blazers Uprise Live. I gotta fix this here. There we go. We got three-person panel today. We got me, we got Eric, we got Gabe from Valley Podcast, a resident Suns fan to come rub it in our faces about this preseason loss. We are going to go over what we saw today. I am going to try and explain to people that they shouldn't be ready to jump off the cliff, so to say, in regards to this team. I saw a lot of panic on Twitter, even though it was the third preseason game. We're going to go over it. Sorry for the wait going live. We had to sort out some technical stuff, and uh, we're good to go now. So, uh... Hope everybody is enjoying your day. Hopefully this game did not ruin your day. Uh, Eric, uh, I'll just toss it to you. I have a rant to go on later, but uh, I'll toss it to you and I don't know, I'll get Gabe's thoughts as well. Um, but what do you think of this game? The Blazers end up losing by like 45 points. I mean, there's no real way to sugarcoat it. They played like crap um but i i'm obviously not as worried about it as a lot of people i'm seeing um if this happens in a regular season game i will be very upset and very mad i'll come on here and be spitting hot fire on here um but right now uh still i I don't know i'm not i don't know i just don't think it's gonna look like this uh, come a week from now. All right, Gabe. What does it look like from an outsider's perspective? Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the Blazers today? Is it just your sons are just so dominant? What is it? No. Well, my sons are in a great place, right? They're in a very yeah. good place. They're um, they're shooting well. They're passing. They feel like there's like no drop off from the playoffs because you know how some teams have that hangover. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing any hangover, so that's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So you you definitely played a pretty much full strength Suns team tonight. It's not like you guys were going up against until the end the nobodies. Yeah. Um, I'm in in the Blazers. I'm just seeing a super talented team that has a few spots that you guys could in the next year or so weed out. You know, like there's some players on your team that I don't think you would miss. Whereas on the Suns, there's really only like one or two. I think there might be like upwards of nearly five for the Blazers that you might be willing to just say goodbye to and bring in different players. So yeah. I'm kind honestly, I'm kind of fearful for y'all that you could have okay, the first year with Monty, we were better. We still didn't make the playoffs. I don't want that for you. That's my new fear is that maybe it takes time for Chauncey to weed people out and get more of his guys in almost like a college football coach coming in and getting new recruits in. If he, if the guys that you have right now, aren't the type of players that play his system, he's going to have to replace them. And I'm just hoping you guys don't have a season where it's like, you guys are flirting with that eight. I don't want that for you. Yeah. But I'm scared that I'm, I'm kind of getting scared that that could happen. I'm not scared. And here's the thing. I think we have the players to fit what he wants to do. They're just not used to doing what he wants to do. And as far as, and this is what I've been telling people, is this team is not going to break bad habits in three preseason games, right? This team is not going to be completely dialed in in three preseason games. The preseason is for working on stuff that you struggle with. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
the team seems to be really trying to work on stuff that it struggles with, and then people are shocked when it doesn't look too good. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't understand that. I have I've never understood that. That's why I'm not going to read too much into the preseason. The Blazers have 11 points in the first quarter. How many times did Dame even shoot? Dame wasn't trying to take over. If this was a meaningful game, Dame would have been like, okay, I need to carry this offense, and we wouldn't have had 11 points in the first quarter, right? I also thought we were getting good shots in the first quarter. Sometimes you're going to have bad shooting nights, which is kind of ironic coming from us, but overall, I thought our shot quality was better in the first half than it was most of the time last year. We shot the highest percentage in terms of contested jumpers last year, so it's a situation where sometimes you're going to have guys missing shots. CJ missed a bunch of open threes, but I like that he's getting open threes. Dame missed some open threes. I like that he's getting open threes. But beyond that, it's just this team is focusing on stuff that it's not good at yet. So when they are trying to move the ball a lot, when they are playing a scheme with the rotations behind it that aren't set, they're going to struggle when they're working on that type of stuff. That's what's going to happen. It's a work in progress. It was never going to be fixed in three preseason games. And you say if this is a regular season game, you're going to be mad, Eric. I, I'd have a hard time being mad if it's, you know, game two which is who we we play the Suns game too. I'd have a hard time being too frustrated. Um, you know, I'd be frustrated getting blown out by 40, but it's just going to be a work in process, a work in progress, and people have to be patient with this team. Um, I'll get into kind of the things that they are trying to improve, that they need to improve, that were the biggest issues tonight. But, I mean, that's just the takeaway, man, is... So many people that liked Stotts last year preached patience. Oh, you got to give Stotts time because he has to have all his players healthy. And then they came back and, oh, you have to give Stotts time because those players just came back and they're rusty. And it was just, oh, you got to give Stotts time to incorporate Norm. It was always just, you got to give them all the time in the world when they weren't learning anything new. They were playing the same old stuff that they always have. Now we come in with a completely new system and the same people that were preaching, you got to give them time last year. Now with a completely new coach, completely new system, it's, oh my goodness, this is what we look like in the third preseason game? See, it wasn't Stotts at all. This proves everything. And it's just ridiculous. So, yeah, two points to that. One is, as Tommy mentions in chat, the Suns were 8-8 eight and eight at one point last year, even after the Chris Paul trade, even with Monty as their coach for, I think that was his third year, right? Or maybe second year. Mm -hmm. um so it didn't look pretty for them at the beginning and then they took off from there once they went on a huge winning streak and and kind of locked things in and to one of Gabe's points um about they're looking like a lot of players that are rotation level players well that's that's 100% true because uh for one we're missing three of our top nine players uh mm -hmm. Nas Ant and Zeller all missed this game um, and our, probably our 10th guy, uh, Tony Snell, uh, hasn't played at all this preseason. Um, so I think once you get your normal rotation back, you've got all those guys. We're, we're so excited about seeing Ant's progress and then he doesn't play. And of course, like the second unit doesn't look as good or whatever. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think the starters, they got blown out too. They got down double digits early, but you could tell they were trying to play the game the way Chauncey wanted them to play. And when you're thinking about it on the floor, it, it just, at, at the NBA level, it just takes, 
too much time to think like that. So you you do that now in preseason, and like you said, maybe early in the season, mm-hmm. um, you maybe even have to sacrifice some games to play that way, but you don't give up on it because it's the right process, and eventually will will lean to learn. Those players will learn to play without having to think about it. They'll just know exactly what to do without doing that. And that's something that Stotts was never willing to do is go away from his things, even if it was not work, his system wasn't working. So I feel like as long as Chauncey doesn't abandon these things, it'll pay dividends in the future as long as they keep with it, because I can see them trying to do the right things on the floor. It's just uh, the, the small details and the, the like secondary stuff. So like they'll run the play initially on offense correctly, but then there'll be some sort of breakdown if the first option isn't there, you know? And then mm-hmm. same with on defense, like they'll they'll hedge the pick and roll and recover onto the big correctly, but then the ball handler doesn't pressure pressure the ball enough, and so he gets a pass off that he shouldn't, or they pa- swing the ball around the, the perimeter and it leads to an open three on the backside because the, the rotations on that backside aren't crisp enough yet. And I think once you get all those locked in, uh, I don't think those are things that are going to take years to learn, like some people in chat <laughs> are suggesting. I think if you're a good enough coach, uh, you know, 10, 20 games into the season, you should be seeing those things uh, much improved. And I don't think they're going to be an issue. And once again, we'll be better off because of it. Yep. Um, so I just... Gabe, if you have any thoughts on it, feel free to butt in. Um, Got to make the three-person panel work. But I just... <laughs> I I forgot my pillow, bro. I know you need to get a lot of things <laughs> off your chest. I'm interested to hear. We do, we do. So here's the thing, all right? And here's the... People, when they watch basketball, or especially the preseason, they're analyzing stuff too much on the results of a play. And not everything that led up to that result, right? Last year, we were getting crushed on pick and rolls. This game, there was a stretch where we were giving up a bunch of lobs on pick and rolls, but otherwise our pick and roll defense was good. Here's the thing, and I said this during the play-by-play stream that we did over on Gabe's channel where we were talking live throughout the game. I was saying... If you are going to play up on screens with the guy guarding the ball and the big man, you have to pressure the ball so they can't get off lob passes. That's why they were able to get lobs over the top is because we were playing up on the screen. Both defenders involved in the pick and roll were high, but they weren't pressuring the ball. The guy guarding the ball handler has to stay attached to him through that screen and pressure him so they can't just lob it over the top, right? So they get all these lobs, and I'm saying that. The first time... They play high on a screen and pressure the ball and they try and throw a lob. We tip the pass and it's a turnover. Mm-hmm. So it's little details like that, right? People will say, oh, the scheme sucks or, you know, oh, we just can't defend because look, we're playing high on the pick and roll and they're lobbing it over the top. But it's an attention to detail thing. And that's the thing. This team is not going to have details down. So they Nurkic might be playing perfectly high on the screen and they might be rotating decently behind that. But if you don't have pressure on the ball and you have a guy like JaVale McGee in the game, they can just lob it over the top and pick them apart that way. That's why you have to, that's why you have to have pressure on the ball. So that's the thing with defense 
in basketball is all five guys have to be doing the right thing, right? If you have one breakdown somewhere and the other four defenders are all doing their jobs, but one guy has a breakdown, then offenses are good enough, especially nowadays in the NBA, to pick that apart. And that applies to uh, our, our rotations defensively, right? I think a big problem that we're having right now is we're rotating out too slowly to shooters. And it's because we have to think about it, because it's not natural, because it's a bad habit. We sucked at rotating last year. We It wasn't held accountable, it doesn't seem like. So it's just something that we're not good at. So, yeah, in preseason game number three, they're going to struggle to rotate out to shooters. The problem is when you rotate out slow, you either are going to get open threes against you or you're going to try and make up for rotating out slow and just sprint too hard at the shooter and they're going to drive past you and get the whole defense scrambling. And that's what the Suns did. And that's how they play. So, game 10, game 20, hopefully that's something that's natural where guys are rotating while the ball is in the air. The problem is they're rotating once the ball has already been passed. And it's not quick enough. You got to rotate when the ball's in the air. So it's just little attention to details, things like that, that can be cleaned up. That'll make our defense a ton better. But in terms of like help side positioning, it's fine. The problem is we're rotating too slow out of it. So we're still giving up open threes. People don't notice, oh, these guys are positioned correctly and actually making the right rotations. They just see, oh, we're giving up open threes. We still suck. And that's how they look at things. You got to look at the process. And that's what I've always tried to do. And that's why I've tried to teach people that view our content is to watch the process and try and find where things are breaking down and that's where the breakdowns are coming right now so it's not the same as last year anybody who says it's the same as last year is just somebody that's just looking at the result of each play and not actually seeing the process and that's what i'm here to try and explain to you guys and that's what i'll continue to do and that's why it's a work in progress the rotations will be better once the rotations are better their closeouts will be better because they're not having to chase as hard out to shooters and the defense will be better and this is the thing we got criticized a lot last year after barely beating like the Bulls because Dame scores two threes in the last five seconds, you know, mm-hmm. and people are like, we won the game where our record is like 12 and five without CJ. How in Nurk, how could you be complaining about that? You know, and uh, we, we, those who watched us before know we, based a lot of our shows last year on what we saw and what that would mean for us long-term meeting down the road in the playoffs, stuff like that. So if we felt like we were doing stuff, we got the win, but we didn't play well, we called that out. And that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way for us being too negative or whatever. But this is what we've been asking for. So like, you can't have it that way. And then all of a sudden, want us to now be like, oh no, they're trying something new. Like you guys need to be like over the top negative against it. No, because they're, they're at least trying to fix the problems. Uh, And I'm not going to criticize them for that. If it has like short term issues, as long as at some point the coaching needs to be good enough to make it that way. So it's not (laughs) like that all season. And that's, the toughest part of Chauncey's job is to get this looking better sooner rather than later. And I still feel like we can tread water and be fine enough just from the fact that we have guys like Dame and CJ who can get hot and take over games 
So like in, in a game like this, I, I don't feel like we're we'll be blown out like we were just because we're doing these new systems. I feel like we still have players to keep us in games and maybe steal a few games, but also continue to work towards being better instead of just doing the same things over and over again. Yeah, and here's here's the thing, man. Gabe, how many points were you guys usually scoring on us last year? Buck 20 minimum? At least. I, it was more so a I'll look this up, actually. It was around 130 points each time we played the Phoenix Suns, right? Now, yeah. they didn't have Chris Paul today, but a a big reason why you guys beat us was you guys just ran pick and roll and picked us apart off of it. Chris Paul got going. Devin Booker got going. Those are two guys that like mid-range shots, and you're giving up mid-range shots to them. And then also you got a big rolling behind Nurkic as a lob target in DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, we got absolutely picked apart on that last season. But I got now it. one, one thirty-two the first game, one twenty, uh, one twenty-seven the second mm-hmm. game, um, one eighteen the third game. Yeah, in this game we gave up one hundred and nineteen, which isn't good. But here's the thing: everybody's freaking out because we lost by forty. The big reason we got blown out is because the offense only had seventy-four points. If anybody is worried about our offense, that's just funny to me. Like, there is no reason to worry about the offense, okay? It In the regular season, right now they're trying to move the ball, and they're kind of overpassing at spots. So they need to kind of figure out when to make passes and when to attack. And right now they're overpassing. That's why they have 21 turnovers today. Uh, that's why they've had over 20 turnovers in every game. Now, three were from Dennis Smith Jr., three were from McLemore, one was from Ellaby, one was from Watford, so that one was from Chris as well, so that's nine turnovers from guys that aren't going to play, right? You look at Nurkic, he has four turnovers. Three of those were ticky-tack offensive screen calls, which at least two of them I thought were ridiculous. Actually, no, he had four offensive screen calls or something like that, so, um, and then one where he was posting up, so... Those are offensive foul calls that I thought were terrible calls. Um, you know, so it's just the offense isn't the offense has been sloppy, but they're trying to work on moving the ball and making the right pass. And then a lot of times they're not seeing the right pass quick enough. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not reading the floor quick enough. And that's gonna happen in the preseason with some teams. Some teams just aren't going to have a rhythm yet, even if they're doing all the same stuff they they did the year before. So for a team that's never moved the ball, never passed, to be emphasizing that and really trying to work on that in the preseason and then also it's obvious that like basic reads guys like cj and even dame at times aren't making as quickly as they would in the middle of season so they're and then they're still trying to fit that pass in and then it's getting stolen like that's going to be a problem in the preseason for some teams that's a problem with this team as well so that's how you get all these turnover issues right i don't expect us to be turning over the ball 20 times a game i don't think we'll be turning over the ball like that whatsoever I'm not worried about the offense because I think we'll get more of a rhythm. We'll figure out where to pick and choose our spots. And we have a ton of offensive talent. And CJ is not going to shoot three for 14 on the type of shots that he got tonight. Often he got a lot of really good looks. Dame got good looks. Dame didn't really try and take over or do anything. So that's the thing. Nobody should worry about the offense. The reason we got blown out tonight, today, I guess, 74 points on the board for us. Nobody should be tripping about that. Right? Yeah. And I mean, the three-point shot, 
it's going to be consistent where it was the last few years. It's not like we got worse as a three-point shooting team, mm-hmm. and we're just going to be awful tonight. So we shot six of thirty-nine from three tonight, which is fifteen point four percent. Like that's not not going to happen very often. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, it's to think that that's like an issue with the quality looks we got. Um, I. I I was actually encouraged with how many open threes we got compared to normal. Um, so I, I kind of look at that differently. Also, with the, you had a great point about the passing being like a second late or whatever. And that leads to turnovers um, because those passes are only, only open for a, a split second. And um, the thing is, these players are used to not having those options like a cutter down the baseline and yeah. and off-ball action where there might be a secondary option on some of these plays. They're not quite used to it. And you can see them looking for it, but they're not quite ready for it right when they come off the screen or whatever like they should be. So I think um, that's another thing that once they learn that, oh, wow, look, if I just throw this lob right, right away when I know he's breaking – um, it's kind of like in football where you pass a player open knowing where he's going to be and you have that good mm-hmm. chemistry with the quarterback. That just doesn't happen like without knowing your guy. Like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams don't throw the back shoulder fade like just out of the blue without practicing it. You know, <laughs> like um, that took years of them getting to know each other and and learning what that player's going to do, where he's going to stop, where he's going to cut, like what um, where the defender is and what action you should run off that so um like all these things like you said are going to take time and it's just um i I just feel like yeah it's it's preseason i I don't get why why we're acting like we're um like last place in the west right now when there's no chance we're gonna do anything this season yeah 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 i told you gabe i told you everybody's kind of freaking out right now Gabe didn't necessarily believe me. (laughs) Burner just has me crack it up. He said, I think Anthony Bennett is still a free agent. (laughs) Man, get out of here with that. No, get out of here with that, Nick. That's just a crack on the players y'all are resurrecting from the dead. I mean, you know you are. I mean, you're trying to. I mean, in the preseason with Dennis Smith Jr. and Macklemore was very rough tonight defensively. Like, those are guys that we're not going to have to rely on night in, night out. Hopefully. Uh, so, Edenwald says, come on, we lost by 40 to CP3. And he also had a post earlier that I wanted to address. Um, he basically, I can't find it right now, but he basically said, um, we don't have Mello and Cantor, and Cantor got all these rebounds and stuff like that, right? Um, so, but that's the thing. We didn't have his replacement. We replaced him with, with Zeller. He wasn't playing tonight, so you don't mm-hmm. know if he's going to be exactly what Cantor was last year or close enough to make it not negligible, you know, as long as he is uh, better on defense. Um, and I think so, Zeller, Zeller would have done a lot, a lot better job on McGee, McGee yeah, than what you had going up against McGee. And then, like I mentioned earlier, we don't have Ant. We didn't have Ant tonight, which is one of our going to be probably our sixth man and our main guy off the bench scoring wise. Um, so these are things that. <laughs> we're going to have we didn't have in this game so like if you think that's the problem where we didn't really have 
um, scoring off the bench. Yeah, no crap, because our best scorer off the bench didn't play tonight. And we didn't have uh, rebounding from our center position because, yeah, we didn't have a backup center in Tony, uh, Cody Zeller play tonight. So, like, I mean, that that's the reason, not because we're going to be missing those things this season. It's because we didn't have them in this game. Bro, I don't understand it because Cody Zeller's a good offensive rebound. People act like he can't offensive rebound. He averaged 4.3 offensive rebounds per 36. Canner, like, led the league at, like, 5.7. So, an Canter's extra... Canner's elite at it. There's no doubt. Yeah, that. nobody's as elite as Canner. But Cody Zeller's a really good offensive rebounder. Not having... Going from Canner to Zeller in terms of offensive rebounding is not going to be an issue with pretty much a lot of the same guys that led us to the third-ranked offense in the league, right? And then Melo's scoring was not efficient whatsoever. He took a lot of possessions to get his points. He was not an efficient player, right? That's the thing. It's not a Melo and Canner missing issue. That's not the issue. And that's the thing. It's like, we got to improve our defense. And it's like, we get rid of those guys, and now people are freaking out that we don't have Melo and Canner. But they're still freaking out about our defense game three of the preseason. <laughs> it just seems like people want to freak out. I it mean, was a forty. It was a forty-five point loss, bro. You're gonna have fr- people freaking out. Yeah. That's a big I mean, juicy round number. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, do you remember uh, your thoughts on last preseason for the Suns? Yeah, did now you said that we lost every game of the preseason. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You guys went 0 4 in the preseason last year, and then you started 8 and 8 in the regular season, and then you got the two seed in the West. We See, were a little, yeah, we See, were nervous. Gabe doesn't remember because once they started winning and we're up near the second seed most of the year, they don't. Yeah, that's all. That's all he remembers of last season. Oh, mm-hmm. we made the finals. Oh, pretty we, much. We, that, we made a run. So yeah, that and Giannis hitting sixteen out of seventeen free throws. I'll <laughs> right. never forget that. <laughs> Bro, Milwaukee was zero and three. They, they. Giannis played at least matter. two of the games it does too. Not matter. For all you guys know. And this is probably unlikely, but for all you know, Billups is like, hey, we ain't showing anyone anything. You know, we got the Suns' third game of the season. Who knows? It's a new coach. I don't think that's the case because I've seen them run in some stuff. But, like, they don't have their full offense in. They've been working heavily on defense, and I think you can see that because there's various areas of defense which I think look improved compared to last year. It's just the thing is, is if you do three things right, defensively but it's a team that moves the ball they're just going to keep working until you mess up so the end result is still the same if you mess up on the first time or the fourth time right if you mess up the first time open three if you mess up the fourth time open three but it's encouraging when your initial defense is better so that's the thing is like that's why i can't stand people that just look for the result and just say oh we're, it's just like last year we're still giving up open threes but they're not actually paying attention to what we're doing Because that's the thing, if we are defending better initially, that'll carry over to later on in possessions. Mm -hmm. And that'll carry over. That's promising. That's promising. Despite the end result of the possession being the same, it's a lot more promising than last year. So I've seen improvement in that area and people say, no, well, look how many points we gave up and just look at the result. But I've seen promising signs defensively, okay? It's obvious that's what we've worked on. Offensively, it's not in sync yet. 
But here's the thing. You have you have guys that can just take over games. And in games that matter, Dame will probably take over. If this game matters tonight in the first quarter when we can't get anything going, Dame probably takes over and keeps us in the game. But in the preseason, we're not trying to win, so we're just going to keep working on what we need to work on, despite it not going well. Well, and two, so taking away that initial option on offense. So when we play like Golden State or whatever, we know they're going to run pick and roll with Steph Curry. So when we played Golden State, we did a pretty good job of slowing that down and getting the ball out of Steph Curry's hands for the most part in that game. And um, Booker got some open open shots tonight, but um, those were more like in transition or breakdowns on the backside of the rotation. Those weren't necessarily him with the ball up top in the main guard handler position and him breaking down a defense. So if you win those battles more consistently and we're not just screwed from the start of possessions because we're giving wide open shots to the other team's best players, we're not going to be playing teams like the Suns and the Warriors every game too, where they're, they're elite at taking advantage of those kind of things because they've had the same coach now for several years they know how to exploit when your rotations aren't good on those backsides other teams are not going to be able to exploit that as well and don't have the shooting those teams do so we're gonna be fine against most teams while we figure it out in my opinion now against really good teams they might take advantage of of it while we're struggling to learn it but i just don't feel like it's going to be a problem if we're doing well um, early on in possessions on defense and it's just because it's a breakdown late in the shot clock. I can live with that because I know eventually those will improve. You just need repetition and practice with the system to do that. But I'm encouraged by our, our initial defense on possessions most of the time so far. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what, what? I don't know, man. It's just, it's, I'm kind of, I'm kind of frustrated that we're already at this point where a bunch of people are freaking out, man. It's almost, it was 45 <laughs> points. Dave, stop egging that, it on, man. That, we're, we're that, trying I'm to... just saying, I'm, tr- I'm giving you, I'm, I'm explaining why people are, are, I mean, they just look at the scoreboard, is, bro. 45 like... points is not a normal deficit in the NBA. You don't normally lose by 40. In a regular season game, correct. Mm hmm. In a preseason game, I mean, the Charlotte Hornets are down 42 with four minutes left in the third to the Dallas Mavericks right now. It's not completely abnormal in the preseason. Okay. Man. Yeah, that well, makes you feel better. Like, it's, it's not something to read too much into because I guarantee you there won't be a regular season game all year long in which we score 74 points or less. And as Sherman points out, you know, worst case scenario, we can revert back to the old style. But that that doesn't help us long term, in my opinion. Yeah, that's the thing is I'd rather lose some There's, games at the start of the regular season if it makes our offense better in the playoffs. And our offense has never worked in the playoffs. So that's the I, thing. It's like we're playing for the end of the year, not the third preseason game. I do want to address that. So... I've seen some people on social media say, oh, we're running the same offense or whatever. No one says you shouldn't run pick and roll. Like pick and roll is the most effective play in the NBA. And Dame is one of the elite pick and roll players in the NBA. The thing is, 
you don't have to have the other three guys stand around and watch Dame and Nurk do pick and roll. Mm -hmm. You can do action off of it to create shots while the defense is focused on those two. Or and just you to keep also... the help side defense occupied defending the weak side of the floor right. so maybe the pick and roll has more space. Yeah, there's a reason why uh, we play a team like um, Phoenix with JaVale McGee and he gets like 18,000 dunks a game mm -hmm. against us because he's always around the basket and moving to the right spot and he's so smart with the way he does it. And when... How often do we get dunks in those situations when we run pick and roll, despite having one of the best pick and roll players in the NBA? We are, we rarely ever get dunks in those situations because we don't have someone in the dunker spot on the baseline or like close enough to the basket. He's all often catching like Nurk usually when he catches the ball is near, near the free throw line where he's got to take a couple dribbles and won't be able to dunk if there's traffic mm -hmm. in the lane. And we have no cutters down the baseline or whatever. And, and these are the type of things that you add wrinkles to that. And all of a sudden, a really good offense becomes unstoppable offense because there's no way you can stop that if you have all these other players moving off the ball in addition to what Damon Nurk can do in the pick and roll just in a normal situation. Yeah, and to anybody else might say, Nurkic isn't a good enough dunker. It was the same exact way with Hassan Whiteside. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who's there. It's been like that no matter yeah, who it's not a Nurkic thing i just know that comment's coming that dunker i mean he could be he could be especially if he's small ball five because he's athletic can roll quick well you so, don't need the center to necessarily be the dunker you can run yeah because like draymond with golden state like he he's often the guy who receives the pass there but he's giving it up to someone else who's cutting baseline or whatever, which sometimes is Looney, or sometimes he's the five, and it's uh, it's one of the wings, like Wiggins or someone who's cutting to the basket. So, like, you don't have to have it be the center. So, yeah, to your point, it could be Ant, it could be Nance, it could be a lot. We have a lot of good dunkers on this team, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, there's no reason to be <laughs> worried about the offense. I, I'm surprised people are panicking about the offense right now. Like, we played the worst offensive style in the league and got the worst shot selection probably in the entire league and still had the third-ranked offense. Now, we didn't turn over the ball much, so it's like you have to make it so that if you're turning over the ball a little bit more and say you're moving the ball a little bit more and have a couple extra turnovers a game, you have to make the higher quality shots you're going to get from that outweigh the turnovers. Mm -hmm. Outweigh, you know, maybe an extra turnover or two a game. And I yeah. think that's very possible. They're just not there yet. They're turning over the ball like crazy. And the problem is, is like Nurkic moving into screens and, you know, silly stuff like that. And, dude, we threw some terrible passes today from guys that aren't going to be in the rotation. Like Marquise Chris on a fast break threw it right to the defensive player for no reason. <laughs> just hand it. <laughs> it's just silly stuff like that. It's preseason stuff, man. I feel like people forget what preseason is like. It's preseason stuff. It's preseason turnovers, man. This team is not going to be going out there and turning over the ball 22 times a game. It's not going to happen. It's, it's not something to worry about at this point. Right now, they're trying to work on passing, and they're overpassing. I think once the regular season comes along, they're going to be more aggressive in terms of scoring off the dribble, but also trying to find cutters, see cutters, and whatnot. There's just a balance, right? And you just don't want to force passes that aren't there. So it's just a situation where it's a work in progress, man. I don't know how many times I have to say that. Um, offensively, we're going to be just fine. Every like legitimately, 
I am not going to be worried about the offense until maybe game 20 if we're not in the top 10. All right? Then then maybe I'm worried about the offense. But there's, there's just... They, we're probably well, not going to be as good right off the bat because we're working on a new style that will be better long term. So I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to worry about it. Even if we're a little bit worse, I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, I'm legitimately only looking at the I'm only worried about the defense right now and I'll analyze the offense and I'll talk about the offense and I'll say what we need to do better. But the only thing that I'm like, we got to get this right is the defense. And that's also a work in progress, but that's really my area of focus right now. Yeah. And the thing about that is we've yet to seen what happens when a team double teams Dame or takes the pick and roll away from us, things like that. Mm -hmm. So that'll be the difference in our offense taking that next step um, playoff wise is to adjust to those teams or, you know, running some stuff for Dame off ball, which we saw. Um, I mean, we haven't done this. Trevin pointed this out earlier. Billups did say specifically that he wasn't going to run all his stuff offensively in preseason um, because he doesn't want to <laughs> show that yet. Um, but getting Dame shots off ball when he's being double teamed, pushing the ball up the floor, we saw, uh, three or four times in the second quarter, we pushed the ball up just uh, one pass up to a guy who was leaking up the floor, and it resulted in CJ missing a layup, but it was wide open. Norm got a layup. Um, CJ got fouled on another one. Um, Norm, Norm got that dunk. That was right yeah. after it. Mm-hmm. And they started pushing the ball, and yeah. yeah. And so, like, you can do things like that um, to incorporate. If, if you're having trouble in your half-court offense, you can always do things like that, move the ball quicker up the court, um, try to create some mismatches just by beating your guy down the floor. Um, and, and then just, yeah, running Dame off screens, off ball. And I thought we did a good job in this game of getting CJ plenty of good looks, and he just was, was not good to, in shooting the ball in this game. Yep. Gabe, what are your thoughts on what we've been discussing? I think everybody's going to forget about this in a week when the season starts. As you can see, someone was saying in the chat, uh, Gabriel Foster, that Hornets are now losing by 50. We know the Hornets are a good team, dude. I, I would say good. They're a fringe playoff team, though. Yeah, uh, well. They were in the playoffs not, last year before they dealt the with injury trouble. They're not the type of team trouble. that's going to lose by 50 at all this season, probably yeah. to anybody ever. So, Especially against Dallas. I think Dallas is slightly above them, but they're pretty close. Like, yeah, exactly. And I don't know who the Hornets are playing. They might not be playing their guys, and we did. So it's just the preseason's just weird, man. I, I don't understand why people read so much into it. You guys will be fine. I would suggest you guys make some sort of move at the break. By the break. Well, we'll be able to tell, like, what we need personnel-wise by the break. Like, we should yeah. have the style. That's the thing is everybody like, oh, we got to make a trade now, make a trade. Let's just see what this team looks like. We'll get a better feel for what we need. And people are like, oh, well, you just automatically need a trade. Because you got to see columns. Yeah. See, that's the thing with, like, a big portion of this fan base, Gabe. They cannot be moved whatsoever off the we have to trade CJ bandwagon. It's for so many people, it's like everything is – Oh, just you have to trade CJ. CJ's the problem. CJ's the issue with everything. And if you have CJ on the team, we're going to suck. And it's just that's kind of the narrative of a lot of people. So a lot of people are like, no, you got to trade CJ for Ben Simmons now. You've 
needed to trade CJ a long time ago and it won't matter. But for me, it's like, let's just see how good this team can be defensively once they start figuring things out under a coach who's a better defensive coach than Terry Stotts was because Terry Stotts was horrible defensively. And then let's just see what that looks like. Let's just see how good that team is. And if it's not good enough, if we're like moving the ball well and we're doing a lot of the right things defensively and CJ is just struggling and just not it defensively, then... At that point, I might be open to a CJ for Ben Simmons trade. I'm just like, panic trades after the third game of the preseason. <laughs> I know I've said third game of the preseason so much. I just have to keep reiterating it. It's just, I don't know. Like, so I, we might need to move at the deadline. 100% agree with that being a possibility. It's just like, I don't want to I'm not saying anyone specifically. Cause yeah, because we don't know yet. I just feel like... Y'all are just missing, like, one piece. Like, Chris Paul was our piece that we were missing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like y'all are missing one piece. And I don't know what it is exactly. But it feels like yeah. a four. It feels like a four. I so. mean, that's kind of the... Spicy P. Spicy P. Pascal Siakam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's our that's our wish. Like, I'm not against trading CJ. I would trade CJ and two picks for Pascal Siakam in a heartbeat. I'd much rather have Pascal Siakam than Ben Simmons. You know, so I'm not against that. And I think trading... CJ for Pascal Siakam would definitely make the team better. So it's not like I'm against that um, at all. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I just wait and see. Like the only guy available right now is Ben Simmons, but even he's going back to Philadelphia or something. So and Maury has acted like he's not even available because he's demanded the sun and the moon for him. So it's a situation where let's just wait till the deadline. Let's just wait till How- the deadline. How many people that are saying that we should trade for Simmons would give up the uh, what the rumored asking price of three first and three pick swaps, so possibly six picks um, to the to the Seventy Sixers for for Ben Simmons? Like that's uh, I I'd be interested to see if anyone would agree uh, with that. Hell yeah, no, I'll no run way. A poll. I'll run a poll in chat. While you're doing that, so shout out to Gray Hughes Investigates for the $10 donation. Oh, yeah. It just says to get to that. a couple of beers. <laughs> appreciate Thanks, it, Gray. Gray. Sorry, sorry it took so long. I've been meaning to say that, man. We just got a lot to get off our chest, so I appreciate you, man. All right, I'm posting this poll. So go ahead and talk wherever y'all want to talk about while I post this. I was just going to say, I feel like the, the reason why you guys need to make a trade is because you have... A, like I, uh, it's only a 15 man roster, right? If you have close to five players, that's a third of your roster. I feel like there's five players on y'all's roster well, that you would not mind saying goodbye to. Keep in mind, a lot of the players that played tonight aren't technically on the roster. Um, mm-hmm. So we got. Our, our nine-man rotation is the starting lineup from tonight, which is Dame, CJ, Norm, Roko, and Nurk. And then our, our our four off the bench are looking like it's going to be Ant, Nas, um, who hasn't played um, since his first preseason game. But despite the first preseason game going very poorly for him, uh, he's apparently been the best player in camp so far. Um and then we have Nance and Zeller. So I don't think any of those nine 
outside if Nas doesn't take a step forward this year, I think you can maybe say that he is the one that's kind of questionable whether he'll earn that rotation spot or not. So that leaves six. No, that's nine. That's eight. Uh, but that leaves oh, six, six left okay. out of 15. So then the other six, we have um, we have Tony Snell, who's just uh, capable of that. Like, I don't, I'm not worried about him at all. He hasn't played yet either. But this is a guy who shot 57% from three last year, uh, is, a, is a quality help defender, um, just knows his role, is plug and play in basically any system. I don't think that's a guy who is like, you're ever going to be like, oh man, he's complete garbage. He's not going to be a guy you're like, wow, that guy's awesome either. But like, he just does his job and comes in games. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I think that's fine to have as one of those six players. Another one of them is Greg Brown, who is a rookie, um, who has him. massive athletic potential and yeah. uh, like obviously probably won't factor into the rotation this year. But, but he's tradable. Yeah, I mean, if, if it comes down to it, maybe. If it comes yeah. down to they're like, yeah, you know, you, you can have Spicy P, but we want you to send your young talent back in that trade. You're doing it. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, for sure. I just don't think teams would really value him like that. You know, okay. so. and He's on a minimum rookie contract, so it's not it's not like he can match Spicy P's in a trade. But mm-hmm. if he has to be included with CJ, yeah, sure. I, I understand that. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, C.J. Ellaby obviously is definitely not an – he's probably not an NBA-level player. Um, so he's basically going to be our 14th guy. Um, I'm missing someone. Um, ben McLemore. Uh, he's, Corey, Tor, Tori's already done with him. <laughs> uh, but he's not a rotation player. But yeah, he's I mean, filled he in, in rotation a little bit in the past. I mean, it's not – in, in like an emergency situation, it's not the end of the world to have to go to him. But once again, he, he just has to play better defense than he, he played sh- today because he yeah. was awful. <laughs> he, sh- he shouldn't be uh, in. He shouldn't be in the rotation at all. So, um, and then it's looking like Dennis Smith Jr. should win the the last spot, and he's looking like a quality third point guard at the very worst. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't get where you're saying there's because that's everyone that's on the team right now see so. i'm looking at it from like obviously i have less knowledge of your team and i'm less attached to your team so to me i see five i see four to five pieces of well, dead meat just who are who are they though? that's, that's what i name that are okay so <laughs> ellaby i can agree yeah. with that yeah <laughs> you're, you're what I'm what I'm comparing it to is like I don't, with the Suns we don't really have and last year didn't really have anyone other than Frank and Nader it's like two players that I would be glad to be done away with but actually we wanted Frank because we were so tiny so it was really just like Nader I mean and you guys are playing I, Abdel Nader and Chasen Randall like that's the thing though it doesn't really matter it's not going to matter who your 13th and 14th guys are you know what I'm saying? Like, you guys are deep, but, like, I mean, our 10th guy about... is Tony Snell. That's so, fine. Our 11th okay, guy okay. is Dennis Smith Jr. That's Snell, fine. Snell, get out of here. So oh, last, you're sleeping on him. Last year, you had Langston Galloway. 
We love uh, Langston. He's probably okay. the best three. And you'd love Tony Snell, bro. You had Damian Jones at the time. You had Etwan Moore. Um, we got Nader. rid of Damian Jones like two games into the I know, season. I know, but I'm just saying it's at one point in the season you had him. Yeah, Etwan Moore. Um, Etwan Moore was literally like a godsend for us. Like he's a really Why? good third option at point guard because he doesn't make mistakes. He was like the off whatever like the way Tory Craig comes in and does everything you could ask him to do on defense and rebounding. Each one comes in and runs the offense, doesn't make mistakes, helps everything flow and hits shots. Bro, but so like he, Tony Snell is a role player that doesn't make mistakes, knocks down 40% of his threes and plays solid defense and doesn't try and do too much. He's like the same mold and you're I guess snoring on him. He's not flashy. But. I had high expectations for Snell when he came out and went to the Bulls. He was a but, decent yeah. draft okay. pick. Right. So the fact that he's just falling, 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 I just feel like that's not a good sign. But I, I like I said, I don't have the information you guys do. But on once again, he's at best our tenth guy on a roster. So yeah. I don't understand yeah. how that's. Yeah. yeah, so for a guy that can shoot 40% from three and play solid defense to be your 10th guy, I think is completely fine. And has the size to play the three. Like, I think that's completely fine. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather have that than a Kent Bazemore who tries to do too much and thinks he's Michael Jordan off the dribble. Kent Bazemore Nader, can knock Nader down threes. and Bazemore and can... are the same person, actually. Yeah, like, <laughs> Bazemore can knock down threes. He took a lot of bad threes when he played for us. He can defend, but he falls asleep a bit too much. Falls asleep more than a Tony Snell. So, like... Dennis but they're kind Virginia. of similar guys, but then Ken Bazemore tries to do a million things off the dribble, and it rarely works itself out, so it hurts the team. Like, I'd rather have a Tony Snow over him, you know? So that's kind of where I sit on that. Yeah. And, I mean, and okay, so you named Ellaby and Snell, and I'll throw Macklemore in there for you. Macklemore? Yeah. So that's three. Uh, I guess since you guys are – so hot with Dennis Smith Jr. I'll leave him on there. You said you wanted him, bro. You said you when wanted him. When he came him. out. When he came <laughs> out. I, I hope he does well because Salty lords it over me and Sundo that he was right and we were wrong. Yeah. It's just like good luck getting a 14th guy that you like really want. And then even if you really want him, it's probably not going to matter. So that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not too I'll, worried about those guys. Okay. If... Like, Blevins, obviously. He's a two-way well, contract. He don't count. Two, <laughs> and you'll count. never play. He will never he's play. He's not part of the 15-man But roster. he is taking up a spot. He's not part of the – you said the 15-man roster. That's what uh, we're talking Now about. you guys are having to qualify it to help. <laughs> no, I'm not qualifying it. I'm using your word. <laughs> All right. Um, who's, who else is towards the end of the bench here? I named the ball. He so, named Ellen. the ball. We Ellen, have three guys that are on the roster that that are in training camp that probably aren't going to be on the roster. Like, that are they're not going to be part of a team. That's right. Quinn Cook, Patrick Patterson, Marquise Chris. Those guys don't count. They're training camp guys. Okay. They're not going to be on the team. So. So maybe it's more like four, three or four. Right? Yeah. You said Ella B. McLemore and who? Who was the third Snell. one? No, he said Snell. Snell, man. Oh, okay. But you guys are in love with but Snell. Like, all of a here's the all thing. Of a here's the thing, Snell though. Can do no wrong. Bro, no. I'm not saying. We're, Mac, once again, is a tenth player now? on a team. Snell is not bad. He's about as good as you can get for a minimum contract as a tenth rotation guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. That's the thing. It's like if Tony Snell played for the Suns, Eric, 
he would come in, hit like two, three threes in a row, and Gabe would just be yeah losing his mind. Yeah. He'd have his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So yeah, I mean Tony Snow can. So Tony Snow will be fine, and we're not even counting on him to play. So. I mean, Macklemore looked terrible defensively today. If he's not going to be a better defender than that, I don't want him. Um, and LB, I don't care for at all. So those two guys, I can agree with that. But those guys aren't going to play. And I think Dennis Smith Jr. at this point, once he makes a team, would probably play over a Ben Macklemore. Ben Macklemore just, I don't know. He struggled shooting the ball last year. The two years before that was 40%. The problem is, is like even if he's shooting 40%, if he's just horrible defensively, it's hard to play him. And today, he, I don't know. I don't, my whole thing is not reading too much into it, so I'll still give him time to figure it out. But today, he looked like I don't know how he could have played worse defensively. So uh, he has to do a better job defensively. He has to figure things out. I think he was the worst defensive player on the court tonight for us. Um, But he can shoot. So if he can get better defensively and get back to knocking down 40% of his threes, that's fine. You know what I mean? So that's the thing is you have players on this team that even though they might have been in the league for a while, you don't exactly know what they are in this system yet. So it's not like you're going to have to count on them. And if you do, hopefully Ben McLemore is a guy who's, okay, he'll shoot some threes and then he'll hustle on defense. And if he does that, we're fine. Right? If he's just playing spot minutes. You know, it's not somebody that's going to crush us. Hornets are losing by 60, Vega. (laughs) Is that true? 107 to 48. What the freak? They played, bro, the Hornets played their guys too. They started LaMelo Ball, Cody Martin, Miles Bridges, Jalen McDaniels, Mason Plumley. Off the bench, they've had PJ Washington, Ish Smith, James Booknight. So they're they're not playing Terry Rozier or Kelly Oubre, but or Gordon Hayward, but they're still playing LaMelo. They're still playing Mason Plumley. They're still playing Miles Bridges. So they're playing some guys. They're down 59 right now. Did they get a new coach? No. No. Brad, no. Brad says that Plumley's a minus 40. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he is a minus <laughs> 40. I got to stop these ESPN has. Dude, this is Charlotte's scoring. First quarter, 17 points. Second quarter, 13 points. Third quarter, 11 points. Halfway through the hey, fourth, seven points. <laughs> What? I said that sounds familiar. Yeah, dude, they're uh, they're having, bro, they they might not reach sixty points. That's never gonna happen for them during the regular season, never. So, mm. I'm not I'm not I'm not tripping about no preseason. <laughs> I, they're gonna make everybody forget about you, forget about this forty five burger. Yeah, you know. So here's the final results. 88 votes. 77% of people said they would not do CJ three first and three pick swaps for Ben Simmons, which means 23%, 23% of people are crazy. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, you could look at it this way. Maybe they're thinking we're good and going to get better, so our picks aren't even going to be worth that much to begin with. Bro, but that's we're talking about like in 2026, 2027, 2028. Like, you're supposed to be for a good guy that might years. not make us better. Ugh. But you're supposed to be good those years. They, in 2026, Dame's going to be like 36. How do you know? Like, we don't know. We don't know. Like, you're supposed to be, but that's why you don't just give up unprotected picks. Hmm. 
Unless you're well, getting like a superstar or a very, the, at least a high caliber all-star, not a Ben Simmons. Yeah, that's the bottom line is Simmons' value is not worth that price. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you pay that price, it's stupid because it's so no, one is, worth it. no one is willing to pay that price right now. Otherwise, he would have been traded months ago. So, no one's even come close to that kind of offer. And, yeah, so... <laughs> it would be dumb to just cave in and be like, oh, yeah, just whatever it takes because we need Ben Simmons. Like, like no, man. You, at some point, this is going to reach a situation where they have to move him, whether it's for pennies on the dollar or not. I just don't see any way that guy just comes back, reports to the team, and everything's fine, and they look back and laugh at this situation because it got way better. Like, I, I just don't see that happening. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I I it's Nash jersey. <laughs> Showing off your Nash jersey there. Now I'm trying to figure out which way, because it's kind of like a mirror, you know? Like, yeah. You think you're turning it to one side, it's going to show one thing, and it shows the exact opposite. It sucks. Anyway, I'm just responding to chat, because I've seen it all today. Nance Blazers' little man front line looks weak and easy to abuse every time. It's like, Jay Crowder and Aiden is smaller than Roko and Nurk. Technically. And the Suns, they are. Yeah. And the Suns did just fine. The Suns did just fine. That's the thing, when people try to make Art. height arguments, and I bring up other successful teams with similar heights at positions, and, oh, but it doesn't count for them. <laughs> mm. What were you going to say, Eric? I was going to say, like, our first unit, first quarter defense, our starter in defense, wasn't that bad. We just couldn't score to stay in the game, but our defense kind of kept it in it early. Um, I think, uh, yeah, the Suns only scored 23 in the first quarter. So, I mean, I'd take that against the Suns all day. Um, I, I don't think... Normally we'd be expecting to be winning. I don't think it was that our front-line defense got abused like hardcore Mm -hmm. in the first quarter. I think we just couldn't hit shots and scored 11 points. Um, Mm -hmm. How many times last year did our offense, you know, was was it that bad, you know? Yeah. I mean, last year, if we had 11 points in the first quarter, we would have been down 25. Because we (laughs) gave up 30 in almost every first quarter last year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, don't read too much into the preseason, guys. If you take away anything from the stream, it's just to relax and be patient. I know everybody wanted to see this team just hit the ground running and look amazing. Like, of course that would be better. But that's the thing. There's, there's no reason to panic about anything. It doesn't always as, work like that. As far as everybody that comes in here and talks about Ben Simmons, they want three first and three swaps for him, or they're not going to trade him, and he's going back to Philadelphia. So can we just chill on the... Oh, we got to trade for Ben Simmons because we Philadelphia is demanding an absurd package and they're not moving off of it. So it's not, you know what I mean? It's not a situation where like, yeah, we just need to decide to trade CJ straight up for Ben Simmons. So can we just stop with the Ben Simmons trades, man? Stop with the trade talk. Let's just focus on the team. Let's focus on the good. Let's focus on what we need to improve on. That's just the way we need to go. Um... Team, some teams start slow. We could be a team that starts slow. The Suns' preseason record last year, Gianu Reeves, was 0-4. And then they started 8-8. And look at them. They made the finals and 
we're up 2-0 in the finals. Sorry, Gabe. Sorry, I got to bring that up. Mm. I know I, 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 I know it hurts. I couldn't. It's I could true, only though. imagine. It, it's true, hold. though. <laughs> but yeah, they're two games away from a championship. So, uh, their fans. Were, were any of your fans, Gabe, panicking when you guys were 8-8? Eight and eight? Well, we started kind of like 5-1-ish, and one-ish, something mm-hmm. like that, and then went like 3-7. and seven. So there was a little bit of like, oh, same old son, same old, same old. And then something happened and they just took off. Like they just started to click. You know. (laughs) But Monty had been trying to get us to pick up actually playing defense. Everyone knows that the Suns are historically not a defensive team. Mm -hmm. Like my Chicago Bears. They're, they're a defensive team. They've always been defense. They've never been an offensive team. Opposite for the Suns. Seven seconds. But they have months. Navy. <laughs> he is a guru. Uh, at ruining guys, quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm looking at this. Like, you guys, January 11th, 11th game of the season, gave up 128 to Washington. Yeah, that was you a guys, rough... Oh, man, go back and watch our podcast on there. We were <laughs> pissed. Uh, and then you had three games postponed, and then you oh. came back and still struggled, yeah. Yeah. So, I want to address something that Antonio uh, says, and then um, also something Kyle Neely says that kind of ties into it. So, he says, Nurkic is not good for this team. He does nothing good enough, subpar finishing, and mentally fragile. And then uh, Kyle says... Should we trade CJ and Nurk? Uh, think about moving them. Would it be possible to get an all-star caliber five in return? Um, nope. Well, I mean, you're not getting, you're not getting uh, Gobert. You're not getting um, Jokic. You're not getting Embiid for that. So Nurk, I just, why are you right? and Billups wrong about Nurkic. Like, I don't understand why why Billups would be so high on the guy. He gets to see him every day. He gets to work with him. He gets to practice with him. Yet, someone who doesn't get to see all that knows that Nurk just is a bum and can't, can't play at all. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. The guy's a good player, and he's just been frustrated with the roles in the past. And I feel like this is all going to be silly talk once we get into the season and see what he's truly capable of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, first... and besides he doesn't really have trade value anyway. Like, I mean, not, yeah. not, it's not like we can trade him for an all-star or something like that. I mean, I don't know. There's not many centers that are better for than him for this team. Like, even if we trade him for miles Turner or something like that, like that doesn't make our team better. I don't think like, cause miles Turner doesn't provide any of the playmaking that, that uh Nurkic does it's not like miles turner is a phenomenal finisher if i recall correctly so uh, i don't know and that's the thing you're not getting if you trade Nurkic and cj for miles turner that makes the team worse easily and here's the thing Nurkic had a good first game of the preseason in let's just go back to this he played in 23 minutes, he had 15 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Shot 5 for 8 from the field, 2 for 4 from 3. 3 for 4 from the free throw line. Like, that's a good stat line. That's a good stat line. Like, what, the last two games he hasn't 
done so hot. Well, neither has the entire team. So cut, <laughs> cut Nurkic some slack. <laughs> Pe- people's mix. Dude, Miles Turner didn't give anyone buckets last season because he barely played. <laughs> what do you guys think about Cat? What do you guys think about trying to make a big move for Cat? Right. He's just I not mean, available. He's why? he's asked out. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. No? No, he hasn't. That was just rumors based on was... a tweet that he said WTF to his GM getting fired six days before a training camp. Yeah. But... Let's just look at this. And Miles, Miles Turner's first game against the Blazers last year in 37 minutes, he was 4 for 14. 11 points. Ooh, buckets. Yeah. Good point, people's mix. Yeah, spot on like usual. <laughs> Let's find the second game. Where's the second game? Let me. Indiana. Let's see. Let's look at the second game, number two. Box score. The second game, Miles Turner didn't even play. <laughs> so. Miles Turner's a beast, though, bro. Him or Sabonis, man. Whoever gets one of those guys away from Indiana is going to be happy. Yeah, it's just funny because people come and chat and just say such random stuff. Like, Miles Turner was giving Nurkic bucks last year. He only played him <laughs> once and was 4 for 14 and missed the other game. <laughs> like, he gave just him say, four buckets. People just say random stuff, man. And, like, especially today, I don't know if it's because it was a 2 p.m. game and that's just tripping with people. But, Yeah. I've seen a bunch and, of random stuff today. And then they'll be like, oh, I was just kidding. I was just trolling. Like That's a hundred percent false. That's cap, dude. You're you're full of crap, man. That's uh, you got you got exposed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, crap like that all the time. Yeah, yeah. And this isn't the first time, and it's always a joke, man. Oh man. Alright. Um <laughs> so Anything else you want to touch on? Because we're going to wrap up this post-game show soon. We'll be live again Friday night. Man. Oh. Pretty much it for me. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I mean, it's a bummer. We got our butts kicked. Uh, we'd like to see the team have some moments that we can build upon and kind of show some successes of what they're working on. Um, hopefully we see that in the last game. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I don't think we're going to be looking back and being like, oh man, this has been a disaster all season. Trevin has a good point. That must be what's happening. We have the midday crowd, Eric, instead <laughs> of the late night crowd. That's all right. <laughs> we love you all the same. Yeah, just just chill, just relax, just take a deep breath. This team's going to be fine. All right? This team's going to be fine. It's a work in process. Zach says it's a work he's in, work in progress. If we don't win our next preseason game, <laughs> all right, Zach, go ahead. I need a, I, dude. I've said work in progress so much, I'm forgetting how to say it. So work in, work in, we're we're working the process, man. It's a progress in work. It's a pro, yeah, it's something like that. So just chill, relax. It's the preseason. Um, yeah, you know, if we're like two and eighteen, then sure we'll panic. All right, then then yeah. Then we can start talking about Chet Holmgren. <laughs> Chet Holmgren. Uh, but until then, just just relax. Blazers savior. Oh, man. I can see the romp video now. 
<laughs> oh man. Um, hopefully that's not a romp video. All right. So I'm I'm not tripping. Everybody needs to relax. We'll be live again on Friday, recapping our final preseason game. Uh, we'll see who plays, who doesn't. And then Monday, we will have Blazers Uprise live at 9.30 p.m. And that'll be the last 9.30 p.m. Blazers Uprise live for a while. We'll probably have another one during the All-Star break. But until then, it's going to be 3.30 p.m. start time starting on Wednesday next week for picks against the spread and all that. So that'll be fun to get back to doing picks against the spread. I know a lot of you enjoy that, and that'll be right here. Um, so, yeah, no Thursday night stream tomorrow because we're streaming now. We're streaming Friday. So what are we going to talk about? You know what I mean? So yeah. we'll be live again on Friday, and then we'll be live again Monday night for a Blazers Surprise Live to kind of recap the preseason, look ahead to our first uh, regular season game. And then we'll be live Wednesday, and we'll preview that first game some more. That'll be before our home opener against the Kings. We are switching it from Thursday to Wednesday because it's our first episode of Picks Against the Spread, and there are 11 games on Wednesday. So that's the logic. Hopefully that all makes sense to everybody. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at ToreyJonesYT. That's T-O-R-E-Y JonesYT. Eric is at HoopsJock. Hoops. Plural. He's not a hoop jock. He's a hoops jock. And yep. then the channel's at Blazers Uprise. Yeah, you're a you're a, <laughs> mm -hmm. at Blazers Uprise YT for the channel's Twitter. And Gabe, your Twitter changes a lot. What's well, it's been for a while. It's been a campaign campaign. There's no <laughs> e on the first pane like the pay. I'll I'll, I'll copy paste it because you'll nobody's, see. Yeah, nobody's uh, going to understand. Yeah, no one's gonna find that. Uh, at Suns Valley Pod is our Twitter though, and then yeah. there's um, at Saltiest AZ fan. Yeah, we'll then... give Salty. No, I don't want to give Salt. Salty's been <laughs> on my nerves lately. Oh man, you maybe guys. next time. Maybe maybe you, if he's a little nicer to me. You NFC Westers, man, can't get along. Dude, I I have no problem getting along. It's what he says. <laughs> He's. I'm not the issue there, man. I'm chilling. All right. And then I see Trey Lance is a running back. Such a stupid pick. He got you good. He got you good. Oh man. So, anyway, all um, all the goat Wacklandia on Twitter as well. Yeah. Um. He's asking anyway. for a shout out. So yeah, follow follow Zach on Twitter. You can plug your handle into the uh into the chat zach mods you guys can anybody else i mean you can i mean the mods can also delete it if they want if they don't want you taking their twitter plug attention away so uh other than that we'll upload this the audio of this to spotify i'll upload that later tonight and anything else eric no, thank you everyone for watching, and uh, Gabe, thanks for joining us and hey, for having man, us on your show earlier. Anytime, thanks for being there, man. Yep, appreciate it. Always good collabing with you, uh, and I'm sure we'll have a collab with you for the second game of the regular season. It's always fun when our teams meet up. And yeah, yeah so go subscribe to Gabe's channel if you want. Uh, I know you guys, most of you aren't Suns fans in here. This is a Blazers channel, but I find his stuff really entertaining. Um, play by play streams and whatnot so it's always good to just tune in and be entertained so i will drop the link to their channel in the comment section of chat 
I'll also drop it in the description. So go subscribe to him. You're on the push for... You're almost close to 500. Getting close, so, man. I think we're really close to like 475. I think we're like 473, man. Thanks to everybody who's who's uh, followed us, man. Appreciate yeah. the hell out of it. Yeah. So we got overlap within the communities. It's fun, man. It's fun to intertwine the communities. Definitely, dude. We That's need to make saying. it bigger. We need to make it bigger. We need to find like a Lakers just nope. kidding nope shut up just don't kidding. even i won't even let you say just kidding i'm no anyway no. have a good rest of your day Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no that's we're we're not going there that sounds like misery yeah. uh le leave a like on the stream it helps us out as always and uh follow uh trevin reese and jackson as well we'll give them trevin reese jackson and zach you gotta say all the mods well I said Zach earlier. I gave him his true, own thing. True. So. Yeah, follow them. Follow the mods. Follow the mods. They do a good job helping us out. And uh, yeah, um, should I hit him with the outro? I go for it. See you Friday, guys. Yes, sir. Until then, as always, peace out. Go Blazers.